We love Brother Brian. Yes, sir. We thank the Lord for him. He preached Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and kicked our camp meeting Sunday off at the church. He did a great, great job. And so he's going to preach to us this morning. Amen. If you got your Bibles, turn, if you would, to the book of Psalms, chapter 77. Anybody got a handkerchief? Brother Jason Sparks is so fired up. I feel like I'm in the well's belly oh, up here. I'm sorry. Amen. Amen. That was good preaching. Yeah. I don't know. That water bottle made me nervous. Amen. I kept looking yeah, at that Don't set them up here. This thing's slanted. Praise God. You want water? Amen. Yes, sir. Psalm chapter 77. And it's good to be in the house of the Lord yes. on a Wednesday morning in the state of North Carolina. Yeah, and I'm glad to be out of Houston for a little while. You say, why are you in Houston? Because that's where the Lord put me. I'm an Oklahoma boy that grew up in the country and uh, grew up on a farm around cattle, around horses. And uh, we, uh, we lived on the backside of nowhere. There was no traffic. Amen. I like when you can go outside and you can just pee in the yard. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. That's good preaching if I am doing it. And I tried that in Houston and got the cops called on me, so I quit. But we're adopting. Amen. Psalm chapter 77, and the Lord, the Lord did call me to Houston, and I'm glad to be where the Lord put me. And uh, it's not always easy. And I, I feel like a fish out of water, but I'll say this, the Lord of the country is the same Lord of the city. And uh, you just find out where God wants you to be and just go there. And don't ask any questions. Just do what God wants you to do. And if you ask Him, He'll tell you. If you'll listen. And uh, you can follow the leading of the Holy Ghost for your life. And uh, once you get where God wants you to be, uh, it doesn't matter, amen, how bad it seems to everybody else. Uh, there is a peace and a contentment yes. in the will of God. Amen. Psalm chapter 77, and we'll begin reading in verse number 11. And I'm just going to give you a little thought here. And uh, I normally like to preach expository, you know, and preach uh, the Bible. And I, I, I'm going to preach the Bible to yeah. you this morning. Yeah. Right. But uh, I'm going to just try to share my heart with you Amen. this morning from a few verses that the Lord gave me. And uh, I wasn't sure if I was preaching and I was listening to Brother Farley this morning. Now, I taught our Bible Institute, my pastor, last night and taught about listening to the voice of God. And he made a statement. He said, uh, all you got to do is ask Him. Just ask the Holy Ghost what He wants you to do. So this morning, here's what I did. I said, Lord, am I preaching? And just as sure as I was listening to that sermon, the Holy Ghost said, you're preaching. And then I made this statement. I said, Lord, I don't even have a message on my heart. Would you show me what to preach? Amen, Brother Brian. And I didn't have, this is not one of my favorite messages. I preached it one time at our church. I've never preached it again. And I don't even know if it went real well, but this is the thoughts the Lord laid on my heart. And so I'm just going to obey Him this morning and trust the Lord to do whatever He wants to with it. And uh, if it flops and it gives Him glory, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. As long as you obey the Lord, it doesn't matter what it does. As long as you obey God, and if God says, okay, I want you to get up, and I want you to preach. You ever said that, preacher? I want you to get up and preach what I told you to preach, 
And by the way, nobody's going to receive it. Nobody's going to like it. Nobody's going to come to the altar. But you did what you want. I I wanted you to do. And God says, okay, I'm pleased and I'm happy. Be a good day in your life when you get to the place where you just obey God and stop. Listen, independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptists, we are the worst about measuring everything. We like results and responses and tears. And man, and it makes us, it strokes our ego. When's the last time we just obeyed God and forget about trying to find liberty and trying to figure out what God did. Just obey Him and leave it up to God. He does a whole lot more behind the scenes, amen, than you could ever measure in the first place. You ever notice most people... Whenever they, they stand up, and then every now and then, you know, we'll see, man, God will do something at an altar, and we'll think, man, look at what God's done. And about half, three quarters of the crowd that's at the altar, they didn't get nothing anyhow. Amen. Listen, God, God, uh, you say, oh, well, I like that emotion. God, amen, uh, that's never do its deepest work in the shallowest part of the human uh, composition. Amen. It's normally the person that's just sitting back there in their pew. Amen. And God spoke to them and they just sit there and they did business with God and you never knew anything about it. That's the greatest victory. That's not my message, but I just felt like the Lord made me say it. Psalm 77, verse number 11. He said, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember uh, the wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as thou, as our God, thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. He uses the word here, wonder. I was talking to my wife here about a year ago, and the Lord gave me these thoughts, and she was struggling, and as we always do. You know, if you're raised in church, my wife was an evangelist daughter, and uh, Brother Gary Lutrick, and they traveled in the bus for 20 years, and, and uh, she, she grew up in church every night, and uh, she was sitting there at the house, and man, she had big old tears start running down her face, and she said, you know, she said, I, she said I've just lost my wonder. She said, I lost my wonder. Go ahead, Brother Brian. And man, I, I, then I asked myself, I said, I wonder how many of God's people have lost their wonder. And I thought, man, surely there's something in the Bible about the wonder. Yes, sir. David speaks about the wonders of the Lord. Thou art the God that doest wonders. The word wonder means it's that emotion which is excited by the presentation to the sight or to the mind. It's, it's of something new or unusual, great, extraordinary, or not well understood. It's something that arrests the attention by its grandeur or inexplainableness. Yeah. If you can say it that way. It's to be affected by surprise or admiration. I'd say most of the people of God that we come in contact with we could say they've lost their wonder. The things that once moved us, they barely even affect us anymore. 
Have you lost your tenderness and your the tears and that touch that God has performed in your life this morning? I, I wonder if there's anyone in here this morning that forgot His works. In Psalm 78 and verse 11, the Bible says they forget His works and His wonders that He had showed them. Did you know God has been good to us this morning? And God has showed us his wonder this morning. If you've been in this thing any time, at length of time at all, you can say uh, this morning that God has been good to you, uh, that God has blessed you more than you deserve to be blessed. Uh, and I say, uh, God forgive His church for losing the wonder. I want to give you just a few thoughts here. I, I wonder if you've lost the wonder. And I'm going to skip a whole bunch of my message and just get right to the points. I wonder if you've lost the wonder of Christ. The wonder of Christ. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you remember the wonder that you had in your heart when you first got saved by the grace of God? Do you remember how He looked? His beauty and His grace and His mercy and His goodness and His holiness and His tenderness and His glory. Do you remember what it was like when you first called upon God and God birthed you into His family? Can I say I still remember that day? I was raised in church. My daddy was a Baptist preacher. I was raised in church. Uh, like, the, like I've heard other preachers say before, I said I had a drug problem growing up. I was drug to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, amen. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been in church. Uh, but I'll never forget that day. Yeah. That day when God came into that church, Bible Baptist Church in Durant, Oklahoma, on a Sunday morning, Brother Mark Wesley, he's a big old Indian preacher. I don't know if you, any of y'all ever heard Brother Mark Wesley. Uh, that's my uncle and that's my pastor growing up. He's a wild man, can't meet preacher, half Choctaw Indian, half white man. Amen. He said uh, he's going to ride back uh, at the Battle of Armageddon bareback. Amen. That's going to be the Indian side of him. Man, he, he was a, he's a wild preacher. And uh, he got up and preached that Sunday morning. I'll never forget what he preached on. He preached on the subject of I'll never get over the hill. And he talked about that hill called Calvary. And about seven rows back on a Sunday morning at Bible Baptist Church, uh, May the 7th of 1995, uh, the Holy Ghost came into that service uh, and began to prick my heart just like He did yours. Uh, and I'm telling you, I ain't never, I ain't never forgot the wonder of what it was like when I got saved by the grace of God. There ain't nothing like knowing Christ. He's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I'll never forget walking out of those church uh, doors uh, and I just remember the little curbs there where you pull your, your yeah. cars up. Uh, I remember stepping onto that curb uh, as a little boy. I still remember uh, just walking that little curb. Uh, that's the memory I have. And I'm telling you, the sun shined a little bit brighter. The yeah. birds uh, yeah. sang a little bit louder. I had that peace of God down in my heart. Uh, I'm just saying, I ain't lost the wonder this morning of Christ. Uh, I don't want to leave Him. I don't want to get away from God. Uh, I don't want to forsake the Bible. I don't want to forsake the church. I don't want to forsake the call of God. I don't want to forsake Him. I ain't interested in going off in sin. I don't want to get drunk this morning. I don't want to smoke pot or shoot up dope. You say, why? Christ! Jesus Christ and what He's done for me this morning. 
somebody's biggest God moves into your heart, He'll change your life this morning. I don't want to lose the wonder of Christ. I still like it when they sing about Christ. I still like to hear about the blood of Christ. I still like to hear about the church of Christ. Amen. The one that He bought with His own blood. I'm saying this morning, have you lost the wonder of Christ? Man, I got up one time at Shady Acres Baptist Church and I was preaching and I, I started preaching about the cross and I began to describe that crucifixion. And I got up there and I began to talk about all that Christ had gone through and uh, the, the whipping and the beating and the cat of nine tails and the blood. I began to read scriptures and, and it just seemed like uh, as I was preaching uh, as many times as we do on Calvary and when we begin to describe the crucifixion, God's people just seemed like they were unaffected. And in the middle of that thing, I stopped and I said this. I gave an illustration. I said there was a there was a man one time that was out on a boat, and he had a little dog with him, a little puppy. And this thing, I just made this thing up. <laughs> I ain't never. And I said this man had this little puppy, and he was out on a boat. I began to talk about. I just mentioned puppy in a boat, and that same crowd. What about that? Come on now, brother. Sitting there, twiddling their thumbs, reading the Bible. And I said, uh, that man, I said, that man took out his pocket knife. Again, I'm just making this thing up. Yeah. I said, he took out his pocket knife and took that puppy's paw and began to saw that puppy's paw off. And that puppy was yelping, blood was coming out. And I said he took his knife and he cut his uh, the other paw off. And that puppy's yelping and uh, screaming and hollering. That blood's pouring out on that boat. And, and man, God's people was setting forward. And there was a little boy uh, like this sitting on the on the front row. And literally, I'm not God bear me witness and the Holy Ghost strike me dead if I'm lying this morning uh, behind the sacred desk of God. That little boy began to cry. I said he cut off all of his paws. He said he took that little puppy with all his paws cut off and all the blood dripping off of him. I said he took that little puppy and he threw him in the water while that puppy struggled and he drowned him. I told the church, I said, I just got through telling you what the Savior, the Son of God did and everybody had their head bowed and nobody was interested because we lost the wonder of Christ. I said, God help us if we're more moved by a fictitious made up story about a puppy than we are about Jesus Christ this morning. I say we need Calvary. Uh, amen. To get back to the foot of the cross. Uh, and remember what He did for us. Uh, and go back and take a trip uh, where Jesus found you. Uh, where He saved you by His grace. Uh, I'm telling you this morning, I don't want to lose the wonder of Christ this morning. I don't want to lose the wonder of the call of God this morning. Hey, I'm still thankful this morning. That God called me into the gospel ministry. Uh, I, hey, I wasn't looking to be called. Uh, I wasn't asking God to call me. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I was a farm boy. I wanted to make some money. I, I wanted to be a vet and go to school. I loved horses, amen, and I loved cattle. Uh, oh, but listen, I'm thankful uh, that on that day when God began to deal with my heart about preaching the Word of God, there ain't nothing like the call of God into the ministry. Right. Hearing his voice say, Go. Yeah. 
Do you remember the wonder men of God when He called you? Do you remember it? Listen, I, I, I don't know if any of you can testify this, but I, I, I have doubted my salvation since I've been saved. I've doubted it. But I ain't never got my call. I ain't never got my call. Listen this morning, men. Have you lost the wonder of the call of God? It's the greatest. I like what Brother Gillum said. It's the greatest thing that man can do is to listen to the call of God. Amen. And do what God has called you to do. Amen. And listen, the call of God is different for every man. Find out what God wants you to do and then just do it. Just do it. The call of God is not so you don't have to work a secular job. Hey, I, I am a, I'm the co-pastor of Shady Acres Baptist Church and Brother Danny Farley is my pastor. We run about 250 people or so, sometimes 300 depending. We have a church that gives over a million dollars a year to missions, between $750,000 and a million dollars a year to missions. Brother Farley is one of the best men with finances. Right. Amen. And, and he, he's just the best. Yeah. He puts me under conviction. Amen. He's, he's a millionaire. And he's not a millionaire because he, because he takes money from the church. Right. If you knew his salary, most of you wouldn't take the church. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How about that? Yeah. And I, I know we're on live stream, but he might watch it. And I might get church on Sunday if I say anything, so I just won't say it. <laughs> but I'll just say this most of you men make more than a lot of pastor does. Come on. Right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And he said this about the call of God. He said, most men that are called, he said, they don't know they, they hang on to their church until they kill their church. Yeah. Right. Because they don't know how to do anything else because they never learn how to work. W-O-R-K. It is called the work of God. The call of God. Amen. May tell you to work and go out and get you a job. Learn how to learn how to make some money, uh, but find you a spot and pray and get you a message from God and preach what God called you to preach. Amen. And I'm telling you, there ain't nothing like the wonder of the call of God. Amen. Call of God to preach. Amen. Amen. But it doesn't mean you don't have to work. That's right. Amen. Brother Farley, he works every single day. You say, what does he do? He started his own business. Got an antique shop and a bookshop. You know what I have to do? I have to work. Come on. Amen. You said the church don't have the money to pay you? We got plenty of money in the bank. There's plenty. There's millions of dollars in the bank. But listen, we ain't going to bleed it dry. Amen. Amen. We're going to send it out and help somebody else. But God is going to make sure we work. Amen. I know y'all don't like that. It's going to be Call of God may tell you to work, find you something to do. You say, what do you do? Do whatever you got to do. Drive Uber. Amen. Deliver groceries, Instacart, shipped. Man, some of you too good to do that, aren't you? You ain't going to go grocery shopping and deliver to nobody because you're a God-called man of God. He lost the wonder of it. Amen. working. You know what will happen? God may grow your church. Amen. If you start working. Work. Get off your lazy blessed assurance and work. Stop being like a leech. Amen. Going to these camp meetings and looking for a love offering. Why don't you go and bring your own love offering? 
stinking leech. Amen. Stinking tick, parasite preacher. Amen. Hey, God called us into the work of God. It's called the work of God. Ain't nothing like the work of God. Amen. Amen, Brother Jack. Daddy, Brother Jack Woods, Daddy, Papa Jack. Uh, he didn't know how to read. He got over there and was preaching about. Hey, he's preaching about that man over there that was that was uh, at the pool of Bethesda, and he said the, the Bible says there was an impotent man over there. He said he was prideful. And then he said he said the Bible said he was a lion there by the gate. He said God cannot save a man that lies. <laughs> That's the God honest truth. He preached that about the impotent man that was prideful and the man that was lying. He was a liar. And about ten people got set. Amen. And Papa Jack, if you said something to him, amen, he'd hit you with the left hook. Amen. They used to call Shady Acres Baptist Church Action Baptist Church. A couple men came in one night at the church drunk and was heckling the preacher. Amen. And uh, he, Brother Wood told him, said, get these men out of here. And one of them man, uh, men just grabbed a hold of the door handles and, and, and put both feet out and they couldn't get out of the church. And Brother Wood said, hold on, I'm going to take care of that. He said, I got another tin boot. And he said, they knocked him out of the church. They went back, back up to the pulpit and began to preach the Word of God. Amen. Uh, I'm telling you, there ain't nothing like the call of God. Amen. Ain't nothing like the call of God. And you never know what you'll miss. Amen. Stay at the house. Amen. HBO, CNN, Fox News, the Baltic. They ain't got nothing on going to a church where a man of God with the call of God gets up. And I'm just saying, have you lost your wonder, man? Have you lost your wonder? Amen. Lost the wonder. Of the call of God. Man, I, when I first got called to preach, I, I was just glad that God called me to preach. Amen. Yeah. And I got a key to the church. I, I thought that was the coolest thing oh, yeah, in the world, man. <laughs> My pastor gave me a key yeah. Yeah. to the church. Uh, you talk about the wonder. Yes, sir. I remember, I went up there one Saturday afternoon. And I went in that church and I found the lapel mic. Yeah, boy. Put that lapel mic on. Yeah, on. And I went up there yeah. and turned on the PA system, turned on all the lights. Yeah. Man, I got up there and I got my message that there wasn't a soul in the church. Yeah. Man, I opened up the I opened up the uh, uh the, my Bible. And I began to preach to that empty church, amen. Man, I just heard back and I, I envisioned on where they were at. I pointed my finger in their face. I preached with all I had. But what I didn't know is my pastor, Brother Mark Wesley, had snuck in there and listened to me for about 20 minutes. And he came around to the back of that church and walked into that auditorium and said, Amen, son, that's good preaching right there. Hey, can I say... I'll never forget the wonder of what it was like. Right. Listen, I loved yeah. the fact that God called me even if I was preaching to an empty auditorium. Yeah. I'm just glad that God called me to preach. Yeah. Find you a place to preach, preachers. Oh, yeah. 
Say, so ain't got a church. Find you a street corner. Find you a nursing home. Find you a jail or a prison. Amen. But just go preach. Amen. And stop lusting after other men's pulpits. Preach what God told you to preach. I was standing on the back of a feed truck at J&S Ranch. We had about 450 head of Charlay cattle and pretty white cows. And I was on the back of that feed truck and I was dumping out them cube feed. And oh, listen, all them old cows, they got there behind that feed truck. And I stood there and I thought, oh yeah, I've always wanted to preach to a bunch of heifers. Amen. <laughs> I went up there and I preached to them cows. I told them how to be saved. I told them about the blood. I told them about Christ. You say, that's foolish. Yeah, it is. But I tell you, I ain't lost the wonder of the call of God. I ain't lost the wonder of Christ and the call. Have you lost the wonder of the church? I love the church. The church is our safe haven. Amen. Don't you badmouth the church. Amen. Do you remember when you couldn't wait to get to the next service? When you couldn't wait to go to prayer meeting? When you get there early and you go to Bible Institute, camp meetings, missions, conferences? Uh, uh, we had a 30-day revival meeting at our church every single night uh, for 30 days. Uh, I'm telling you, have you lost the wonder of the church? When you love the church. I mean, you'd sit as close as you possibly could get. You wasn't trying to get in the back. He's trying to get in. Right. I hate the back of the church. Don't, amen. I can't stand the back of the church. I ain't preaching against people that sit back there. You're more spiritual than I am. I can't get nothing in the back. Too many distractions. Crying kids. People, amen, playing on their cell phone. Just get me, amen, as close as I can to where the glory of God comes out. I'm thankful for the church. Thank God for the church. I tell you, I ain't lost the wonder of His comfort. Of His comfort. You know what you're going to need in these last days? You're going to need some comfort from the Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. There's going to be some things that you're going to go through in life that you're going to need the Comforter to come in there and help you through it. In these last days, don't you lose the wonder of the Holy Ghost. I remember standing there in that living room Next to my little bride, but before we got married, there was a little boy that she began to watch that was 10 months old named Alec. Little Alec was a little Mexican boy. His mama was a whore and a drug addict and didn't know who his daddy was. She'd been with so many men. They tested over 10 men that she thought might be the biological child's father, the, the child's father, biological father, and none of them came back as a match. Finally, they just gave up. And I married into that uh, married my wife and that little boy was two years old little Alec I, mean, I already had my own kids and we came into that, that family and I, mean, I just added the Mexican amen amen yeah my family did too we had that little boy and then the, the grandma decided she wanted to take the little boy away from us she's a biological grandmother Began to go through court battles and CPS got involved. And my wife had had this little boy from since 10 months old. And now he's five. Almost six. And I'll never forget, God opened the door for me to go preach down in Paraguay, South America. 
When I was down there, the CPS said, came into our home and told my wife, said, we're taking the little boy and he's going with grandma. And I'll never forget the picture that was taken of my little wife, a little five-year-old boy. She had her arms wrapped around him, tears running down her face. And she had to say goodbye to her little boy, to our little boy. And can I say this morning, I can tell you that there ain't nothing that can get you through that like the Comforter. The Holy Ghost. You think you'd be in a fetal position even this morning. You think you'd be up here just, oh. But I can say that there ain't nothing like the Comforter. Three years ago, next month, my daddy, a Baptist preacher who suffered from two divorces, my mom, and then married my stepmom. They were married 17 years and she ran off with another man. And my dad, just through bouts of depression and all that he'd been through, just seemed like when he'd get ahead in life, it'd all fall apart again. And the missions conference Thursday night at our church, I got the phone call from my grandma saying that my dad had died and we didn't know how he died but they went into his apartment and I went out to the parking lot and was on the phone just in a daze and getting the news that my dad had taken his 45 pistol and laid in his bed and put his gun up to his head and then shot and killed himself yeah. next day we drove up to clean out his apartment they taken his body out and I was close to my daddy. Come on. Bless your heart, brother. Man, I, I didn't know I didn't know how I was gonna get through it. Yeah. And I just told the Lord, I said, Lord, if you'll help me, I'll do what you whatever you want me to do. We walked into that room in that one bedroom apartment in Sherman, Texas. And I'll never forget. My little wife by my side, she said, I'm going to be there with you. And thank God for a good woman. Walked in that bedroom, the blood stained on the carpet, there on the pillow and other things. Thank you, Lord, I can't do this. Lord, I, I I can't do this. And just as sure as I'm standing here this morning, Comforter. Came into that bedroom. Me and my wife, only in the strength of God, rolled up the blankets, the blood-soaked pillow, and put them in bags. Hauled out that bloody mattress. The blood from my own daddy dripping off of it onto my body and threw it in the dumpster. Vacuumed up dried blood and his brains. And I'll be honest with you, I said, Lord, I can't do this. He said, Son, I'll be with you. I'm telling you, God is the only one that can get you through the trials of life. And I have hope that my daddy's in heaven. 
I know he's saved. Man, I've right. seen him preach with power. Yeah. And one of these days I'm going to see him again. Amen. I'm saying I'm thankful Amen. that I haven't lost the wonder of Christ. Sure. The wonder of his call. Yeah. And the wonder of the church. Yeah. And the wonder of the comforter Amen. that goes with us Amen. when life is too heavy. Yeah. And take another step forward. The Lord will be with you all the way. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're going to go through. But I know this. You can have the wonder of the Holy Ghost to get through it. Father, Lord, speak to the hearts of these people. Help somebody this morning. Encourage a preacher that feels like quitting. Encourage a saint of God that's going through the trials of life. Lord, encourage a backslider to get right with God. And Lord, we'll thank you, God, for what you've done this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mr. Nave, y'all come sing for us. Thank you, preacher. He got talking about losing the wonder of the call of God to preach. Man, I remember when I first got called to preach. He had an old trailer out behind the church. Remember, uh, my uncle pastors literally had holes in the floor. That was our Sunday school rooms. They didn't have no heat. We turned the oven on in the wintertime and opened it up. It was real safe for all the kids we blessed in. <laughs> We turned the oven on and opened it up. We had a couple of kerosene heaters. We'd light up and, and smell the whole place up. Now, I remember my preacher. <laughs> Let me preach them kids on Sunday morning. Yeah, that's right. Come on. Son, I'd 